With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Sota Daf Chavav, page 26. We're going to back up a little bit, three lines from the bottom of Chavheim Abayz, 25b. So Rav Nachman had just said in the name of Rabbi Bar Avuha that a woman who's an islandess, who she never reached puberty, she never had the ability to have children, and it's not just like she reached puberty and she just can't have children. She does not have the ability, she never will have the ability to have children. So he said in such a case, she's excluded from drinking the Mesota, from drinking the waters of the Sota, because she is excluded from the verse that says, Veniksa Venizra Zara, that she will have, she'll be able to have children afterwards, someone who drinks the waters, and she's indeed not guilty, so she'll have children. So this woman can't have children, so therefore she's excluded from the whole concept, she does not drink the waters. So the Gemara says, Mesve, I'm going to bring you a Brisa that says the exact opposite, that says it's not true. And it's going to take a little while to get to that statement, let's go through this. Hamakane la Rusaso, Someone who warns his wife, who he's only completed the first stage of marriage with, or to the woman who is only she's waiting for him to marry her, he's her brother-in-law. If she's seen alone with the guy that she was warned about before he completes the marriage, so she doesn't drink and she does not get the ksuva. Now on the top of Chavav, page 26a. So this is also like the Mishnah. A woman who's pregnant with someone else's child, and they weren't supposed to get married, right? They're, she's pregnant from before, and now she goes and marries a second guy, and she, or she's nursing her friend's, someone else's child. So the mayor says she can't drink, she can't get her ksuva money. Because Rabbi Meir used to say, that one is not allowed to marry this woman, whether she's pregnant with someone else's child or she's nursing someone else's child, then Nasa, if he indeed did marry her, Yitzi, he has to get rid of her, and Rameir holds that we make a knas, we say that she can never be remarried to this man because they did something that was inappropriate, they shouldn't have done that, so therefore they can never get remarried. The Chachamim say no, Yitzi, so he divorces her, he gets rid of her, however, when time comes, it's 24 months after the fact, that she has already been nursing the child for 24 months, so then she's allowed to get remarried to this man. The Haruba, let's say you have a young man who's never been married before, Shinasa Akara Uzakena. He married someone who doesn't have the ability to have children, or a woman, this Akara is someone who has the physical features of a woman, but she nevertheless does not have the ability to have children, and Zakena is a woman who's already gone through menopause, and he never had children from another woman before. So according to the Tanakhama, this is exactly like our Mishnah, so she can't drink the waters, she doesn't get her ksuva money because they shouldn't have gotten married at all, because there's something missing from their marriage, because he cannot fulfill the mitzvah of having children. Rebbelezer says, No, he can go and marry someone else and have children from that other person, and therefore, there's nothing wrong with this marriage. Let's say he warned the woman who he already had had the first stage of marriage with, and someone who's waiting for Yibum, and already, I'm sorry, after he completed the marriage, then she went and was alone with that man. So she can indeed drink, and if she doesn't drink, then she doesn't get her ksuva money. Let's say we have someone, a woman who is pregnant with his child, and or nursing his child. So she can drink, and if she doesn't drink, she doesn't get her ksuva money. Meaning there's no problem with a woman who's pregnant drinking. Let's say you have a young guy who married, this is a similar case to the previous case, but we're going to see that it's not exactly the same. A young guy who married a woman who can't have children, or 
someone who's already gone through menopause, and he already has children from before, so she can drink if she wants, and if she doesn't drink, she doesn't get her ksuva money. Aishas Mamzer, a woman who's allowed to marry a Mamzer, Le Mamzer, who's married a Mamzer. Aishas Nasin, a woman who's allowed to marry a Nasin, a Givoni, the Nasin who's married a Givoni. Aishas Ger, the wife of a convert, having a Shukhar or a freed slave who also has a halach like a convert. The Islandess, and here's the kicker, and an Islandess, a woman who does not have the features, normal features of a woman, she never went through puberty. Aishasa, Oilena Telus Ksuvas, so she can indeed drink. And if she doesn't drink, she doesn't get her ksuva money. Katani miha, what do we see, however, islandess, that a woman who is an islandess, this woman, who Rav Nachman said, is not allowed to drink, here we see she can drink. Tiyufte de Rav Nachman. So this should be a question, a very hardcore question on Rav Nachman. Amar Rav Nachman, so Rav Nachman can reply, Tanohi. It's a machlok, it's an argument between different Tanohi. Va'anon da'amri ki hai Tana. And I hold like the following Tana, the Tanya... We learned that Abraham said, "Bishimim ben Elazar, Amir Bishimim ben Elazar says, 'Islanders loyshoisav and loynotelus loynotelus ksuvasa. An islanders cannot drink, and she doesn't take her ksuvah.' Shnemar, as the verse says, 'Venixa venizra zera that she has to be able to have children. Misha darka lazria, someone whose normal way is to to have children. Yatsu sazu that's come to exclude this type of woman, an islanders she ain't darka lazria that her way is not to be able to have any kind of children.'" So what about the first price, the price that says that she does not drink? So what did they do with the Pasuk Venixra, Venizra, Zera, which seems to imply that she has to be able to have children? So my Avdile, what did they do with that? They need it for the following price of Venixra, Venizra, Zera. This comes to teach you, that if she was unable to have children, not because she's physically unable, but just because she wasn't able to for some reason, Nifkedes, she does have children. That's the understanding of Rabbi Akiva, and therefore that's what the Rabbanon will say that comes to teach us. So Bishmal said to Rabbi Akiva, in Cain, if it's so that a woman who was not able to have children can have children now that she drank the Mesota, so any woman who can't have children, so they'll go and they'll be alone with a man who's inappropriate for them, and their husband will accuse them, and then they'll have to drink the Mesota, and then they'll have a very easy fertility solution. And a woman who's going to be chaste, she's going to do appropriate things, and she's not going to behave in an inappropriate manner, so she's going to lose out. So in Cain, if that's the case, Matamud Lomar Vinix of Nizra Zera. So according to Rabbi Shmuel, what do we need that verse for? Sheim Hoisa Yoledet Spitzar Yoledet Berevach. It's not teaching us that a woman who couldn't have children will have children, but rather a woman who used to have children and was very painful, so she'll have children in a way that's not as painful. In the cave voice, if she used to have female children, Yoledet Zacharim. So now she's going to have male children. Some if she had short kids, Yoledet Aruchim. She'll have longer kids. Shchayim if she had dark kids, Yoledet Levanim. She'll have lighter kids. We continue. Eishes Mamzer Lamamzer. We said in this brisa that a woman who's allowed to marry a mamzer and she's married to a mamzer, so she does drink pshita. This is obvious. We might have thought that this type of marriage is an inappropriate type of marriage because we don't want to have more mamzerim and more mamzerim, more people who aren't can't marry regular Jews. So that's what you might have thought that maybe therefore it's not an appropriate marriage and therefore she can't drink kamash malan. So therefore that's why the brisa has to say no, they do drink. We continue. It's just ger the eved meshuchur. Leave out the word violinist. The Bach takes it out. So now a woman who's married to a convert or to a former slave. So we said that they do drink pshita. 
That's obvious, the Gemara says. Mild you might have thought that it says, Daber al B'nai Israel, speak to the children of Israel, Vilagerim. And although a convert, of course, is a full fledged Jew, he's not called the son of Israel, he's not called the son of Yaakov, Kamash Malan. So that's why we have to say in the Brisa specifically that no, the woman who's married to a ger does indeed drink. So why don't we indeed say that? Maybe indeed the wife of a ger should not drink. No, because the verse says, the verse says, and you shall say, I mean, it says not only should you speak to the children of Israel, but also says you should say, it's coming to include that even a woman who's married to a ger indeed does drink. We said this is going back now to the Mishnah. The wife of a Kohen, so we said that she does drink. Pshita, so the Gemara says, obviously, of course she drinks. So we would have thought that perhaps she doesn't. The verse says that if she was not forced, she wasn't coerced, she wasn't raped. So Asura, therefore, since she admitted and she wanted to have relations with this man, therefore she's forbidden. So this sounds like Hanit with Muset Mutares, that if she would indeed have been raped and she had done it against her will, so then she would be permitted. Vizu, however, the wife of a Kohen, Hayal Venispasa Asura. If she would have had relations against her will, so she would not be able to be still married to her husband. The verse says that a coin whose wife is raped, unfortunately, it's very sad, but she can't stay with her husband anymore. So, so we might say that she's excluded from the whole concept of Mesota. Therefore, that's why the Mishnah says, no, indeed, she does drink. And it could be, this is my pshat, I think this might be true, that it's also included from the fact that the verse says, V'amarta. V'amarta is an extra word that says, and you shall say, it's saying that there are extra cases, there are more cases that are indeed included, even though you might think that they shouldn't be included. The Gemara continues, Umuteris Labala, she's permitted, this woman, this Aisha's Kohen, the wife of a Kohen, is permitted to stay with her husband, Pshita. Where says, of course she can stay with her husband. Obviously, if she didn't blow up, she's obviously fine. Amar um, Huna. Huna says, you know why we would think that she should not be able to stay with Miss Navna because she's slowly deteriorating. So the Gemara says, Miss Navna. What do you mean if she's deteriorating? But Kuamai, that means that she indeed was Mizana. She did indeed have rela- relations that were illicit. So why should she be allowed to stay with her husband? No, the Gemara says, Miss Navna derech evarim. What does Rav Huna mean? He means that she's slowly deteriorating, but not in her stomach and her leg, which would indicate that she was unfaithful, but rather she's deteriorating in her head and in her arms. A different type of deterioration. So you might have thought that indeed perhaps she should be Asr Ma'udetema Hazenuye Zanoi. That maybe she indeed did have some kind of illicit relations. Then why did the waters not check her in the regular way? Why is her stomach and her leg not blowing up? Why is her head and her arms? That the reason is that the deterioration is happening in her head and legs because that she was forced to have relations with this man. And therefore, like she should be forbidden to be with her husband, who's a Kohen. Therefore, this, that's why we're saying in the mission, no, she's still allowed to be with her husband, even though her head and her arms are deteriorating. That has nothing to do with the fact that she drank the water and doesn't indicate anything. She's completely clean. The Gemara continues, The wife of a man whose genitals no longer work or they were cut off. So as long as when she was originally married and they did, so she does drink. Pshita, that's obvious. The Gemara says, You might have thought, The verse says that part of the curse of the Kohen that he says to her is that some kind of zera, some kind of seed came into her besides for her husband's seed. That's what it indicates. I love Bar And this guy, he's a Sris. He, uh, he lost part of his genitals. He cannot produce seed. Kamash Malan. So that's why it says, no, a woman whose husband is, is a Sris, and he doesn't have genitals, nevertheless, she does drink. 
The Gemara continues, they call Arias Mekan, and we said in the Mishnah that no matter who she's being being seen alone with, even if it's her brother or her father, someone who she's forbidden from the Torah to be with, nevertheless, he can still warn her against such a situation. Pshita, the Gemara says, this is obvious. We turn the page to Chafava Mebez, page 26b. Mahudetema, it's not so obvious, because you would have thought, Nitma'a, Nitma'a. The verse says that she became Tame, impure, twice. Shnei Amim. Twice it says it. Echad this is to teach you two things. First of all, she's forbidden to her husband, Echad And second of all, she's forbidden to the ones that she had relations with. So that implies, that when does a woman drink only if she becomes forbidden to the one that she's having relations with via this act of illicit relations. But this woman who's having relations with her brother or her father, she's already forbidden. So nothing new is taking place. So you might think that she's not included in this verse and she would not drink. And that's why the Mishnah specifically says, no, that she does indeed drink even though the one that she's dealing with is her brother or her father. So we said, we exclude a case that she does not drink if she's seen alone with a minor. Or we said, let's see, because the verse says a man, and not a minor. So we said in the Mishnah that if she's with a non-man, so then she does not drink. So what is this, what does it mean, someone who's a non-man? What does it come to exclude? If it's coming to exclude a man who does not have the ability to produce any kind of seed, that a man who doesn't have the ability to produce seed, nevertheless, you can go and warn her about him. And she would indeed drink. And such a man, on a different note, if the woman who he's having relations with is the daughter of a Kohen, so then he's going to ruin her so that he, she can no longer eat truma, she can't eat the special food of a Kohen. So the Gemara asks, So we said that he can warn her about such a man. Pshita, obviously. You would have thought that, no, you can't. The verse says, And some man has slept with her and placed a seed into her. That's what the verse says, And this guy can't produce seeds, so he can't do that. So you might think that he's excluded. That's why we specifically say, no, you can drink if you're in such a situation. And we said that if he has relations with her, and she's a Basko the daughter of a priest, so she can no longer eat truma, that's obvious. He would have thought, The verse says, You shall not profane his seed. That's what the verse says. The Islezera lichalel. That only if someone has the ability to produce seed can he cause profaning. The Leslie But someone like this, a Shachuf, doesn't have the ability to produce seed, so he's not going to ruin her. So that's why the, that's why we have to say no. Specifically, he can indeed ruin her. So what is the Mishnah coming to exclude when it says someone who's not a man that you can't make her drink? It's coming to exclude a non-Jew. That's not true because Rav Hamnuna says, A non-Jew seen alone with a woman, you can warn her. And the same thing, that he has the ability to ruin a Bas Kohen, the daughter of a Kohen, from eating from Truma. It's obvious, Pshita, of course you can, you can warn about such a, a non-Jew. You would have thought, The verse says, as we mentioned above, twice, two times it says that she becomes impure. Twice, one is for the husband that she's no longer allowed to be with her husband, and the second one is coming to tell you that she cannot, she can't, she can't go and marry the one she can't have relations anymore with the one who she had relations with. 
That's only, so the Gemara says, you might have thought that that's only where she's becoming forbidden through this illicit act of Allah, but this woman, she was already forbidden from marrying, having relations with the non-Jew. So you might say that in such a case, she's not included in the verse and she doesn't drink. That's why we say specifically, no, a non-Jew, she would indeed drink if she has relations with him. So we said that if a non-Jew is with the daughter of a Kohen, so no longer is she able to eat the truma, the special food of the Kohen, that's obvious. You might have thought, The verse says, when does she lose her her merit, her right to eat from the special food of the Kohen, when she's with a man who's a stranger. That implies that someone who's able to create a marriage, but someone who can't create any kind of marriage like a non-Jew, if he has relations with her or not, so that's why we have to specifically say no indeed a non-Jew has the ability to ruin her and make her not able to have any more of the Kohen's food like Rabbi Yechanan says Rabbi Yechanan said from here we know that a non-Jew and a slave who had relations with a Kohen a daughter of a Kohen the daughter of a Levi a regular Jew that they've made her Apostle, they've lowered her status. Shanemar, as the verse says, Ubas kitia almana ugrusha. The verse says that when can she return and again eat from her father's food? Only if she's divorced and or she became widowed without having any children. Misha Yeshalai Only someone who has the ability through their relations to be married and then be divorced. Ba in her Yatsu So this comes to exclude a non Jew, the Evid or a slave, that if she would be married, so to speak, to a non Jew or a slave, so there would be no Gershon, there would be no divorce or widowing from them because she's never really married to them. So therefore we see that a non Jew has relations with a woman who's the daughter of a Kohen, indeed she loses her ability to have Kohen's food anymore. So the Gemara says, So the bottom line, what does it say in the Mishnah? What does it say? And someone who's not a man. What is that referring to? This comes to exclude that if she's lying with an animal, that the husband can't go and say, don't be alone with that animal. He can't warn her. There's no such thing. It's not considered znus. Yeah, it's usr. It's forbidden. The Torah says it's not, it's not allowed for a woman to lie with an animal. It doesn't have a shame. It doesn't, it's not called znus. It doesn't make her into a zona, a prostitute. Amar le rava mi Rava from Parzak is said to Ravashi, from where do we know this concept that the rabbi said, there's no such thing, it's not called znus, when she has relations with an animal. The verse says, the verse says, if you pay, a, if someone pays a prostitute, a loose woman, and how does he pay her? Pays her with an animal. That animal cannot be brought to the base of English as a korban, as a sacrifice. Mechir Kelev is an animal that you traded for a dog. That animal also cannot be brought in the base of English as a sacrifice. Vitanya, we learned in a brisa. Esnan Kelev, let's say you have the opposite case, where you paid a woman, a loose woman, to lie with an animal, and you paid her with a sheep. Umechir Zona, or let's say you traded, you, you had a shifcha, a maidservant who was a loose woman, and you traded her for an animal to some other guy. So both of those things, those animals, mutar, and they're, they're permitted, shnemar, as the verse says, gam shnehem. The verse says, only those two, the first two cases are forbidden. Shnayim arba, those two, but not the other, not four, only those two. So what do we see? We see that the, the animal that you gave her in order to have relations with, the, with some other animal is not considered a payment for znus, a payment for some kind of illicit relations. It's, it, yeah, it's forbidden, but it's not, it doesn't come under this category of znus. So therefore, that's a proof that a woman 
who's been alone with some kind of animal, so her husband cannot make her drink the mesota, the waters of the sota. So now the Gemara comes back and asks a question on something we said earlier. We said that a shachuf, someone who does not have the ability to produce seed, nevertheless, we said that the husband can make her drink if she has relations or she's hanging out with such a man. So why does the verse seem to imply that she has to have had some kind of seed placed into her. We say it's not true. This comes to teach us, like for the following Brisa. It says in the verse that there's some kind of seed. It comes to exclude a different case. What's this other case that we're coming to exclude? says, This comes to exclude a case where he warned her not to have relations with this man in an unusual way, where he comes in through the tush instead of through the regular way. So in such a case, so if he said to her, don't do that, don't have this unusual type of bias, unusual type of relations, so that's not considered a good warning. Amalei Rava, Rava says, that's not true, it is a good warning. Shalei Kedarka, if it's an unusual way, Mishkevei Isha Ksiv, the verse says, Mishkevei Isha, relations with a woman, and it's plural, two different types. We have the regular way and the irregular way, the unusual way. So if he says the unusual way, it's also considered a good warning. says, what's this coming to exclude? This comes to exclude a case where he warned her not to be alone with him in a room and lie with him without clothes on, even if they don't have relations itself. So in such a case, that's not a good enough warning, and therefore she would not drink the mesota. That's something that's not going to be enough to forbid his wife upon him. They didn't do anything. They didn't have any relations. True, they did something really disgusting and horrible. However, they didn't do that. They didn't have relations. The Torah has to say that if they do such a thing that they're no longer considered married, that, they, that he can't keep her? Of course not. The Torah doesn't have to come to exclude that case. This is coming to exclude a case where he warned her against even starting the process of relations, whether or not he finishes it, meaning where the man places his organ upon her private parts without actually putting it in. So so this works out good, according to the one who says, that when is it considered that he finished, he completed having relations, only when his body part goes inside of her. But when he actually just puts it upon her, it's not, not anything. So that's why it could come to exclude the case where he only put his private part upon hers, and therefore without actually putting it inside. And therefore, he could be saying that that's nothing. It's not considered a significant act. But according to the one that says when, when he just places his private part upon her without actually putting it in, it's still considered that they've had relations. And why would it be excluded? If anything, that's a, that's a normal case of having relations. It's considered that they had relations. Really, I'll tell you I'll tell you that we're coming to exclude a case where he said to her, he warned her not to have, not to be alone with him in bed with no clothes on, and you might have thought that the Torah, when it says that he's warning her, it's something that he's makbed on the husband. It, the Torah says that he's the one that's warning her. He's the one who's showing that he doesn't like what's being, what's going on. And we see that he does care about this type of action. So you might have thought perhaps it would be a good warning. That's why we're saying that no, such a case, that such a warning is not considered a good warning and she will not drink from the mesota.